I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Jared Kimber bringing you immediate reaction following every day's play of the three test series between England and West Indies. And despite widespread reports of bad weather curtailing play, much like we saw in the second test, well, it was a near on four days play uh, possible today. So lots to chat about on the show. You're listening to following on. So if you're listening to the show, and uh, thanks for doing so, you will now know that uh, England uh, were bowled out for 369. Um, They lost uh, four quick wickets this morning against a new ball, as predicted uh, on uh, the day one following on podcast. What wasn't predicted was that Stuart Broad came in and uh, hit his first half century since 2017. Uh, 369... uh, well, it looked about 75 runs uh, above par on the on a track that was offering some assistance throughout yesterday and indeed today. West Indies, when they batted, uh, well, kind of understood why Jason Holder didn't want them to bat on day one, I suppose. Nobody really getting a score. Campbell top scoring with 32, but he was dropped uh, when he was uh, on 10. And ending the day limping towards the follow-on target. Uh, that target is uh, 170, 137 for six. Uh, let's get going with the story of the day. Story of the day. So, Jared, my story of the day is never believe the weather forecast. I've been quite consistent about that for quite a number of years. Once again, proved absolutely correct. My story of the day is that we've probably only got one more John Campbell, 20 or 30 odd left see in test cricket sadly uh, so i feel like i've seen so many uh i don't, don't know what your bet your favorite 20 or 30 year old from john campbell is so far but uh you know there's been some sprightly ones there's been a couple of dow ones as well uh, you know he, he he he's got a variety in his 20 and 30 year old odds that most people don't and uh sadly today i think we might have seen well maybe the last one because uh, he might fail completely in in this second <laughs> but uh, he has, uh, he's a consistent man, isn't he? 
my first innings uh, of John Campbell, I think I'm right in saying this, came in the warm-up game at, oh, what's the name of that place where they, uh, sadly now all three W's are buried. It's um, Cave Hill. It's, it's, uh, it's, a universe, it's a university ground. Yeah, the University of the Caribbean, um, uh, where they play the the, the academy grounds, where all the you know young West Indian players come through. That's the ground you're talking about, three W Oval. That's right, three W Oval. Um, it was before the first test, also in Barbados, and uh, John Campbell played. I think he was out for a duck, or he scored four. I'm not sure. Either way, midway through the warm up, um, it was announced that he'd been called up to the squad. And then they didn't dare play him again in that warm-up. So I was really interested <laughs> when he played. Um, and, yeah, I think you might be right. Tell you another batsman that we uh, shouldn't get too used to seeing is Shane Dowrich again. We'll talk about him a little bit later in the day. I'm not sure he is story of the day just yet. Um, let's uh, let's talk about what who the real story of the day is. And I suppose, you know, if I've got a message to the, to the selectors, it's quite clear next year... When England get to Australia, you drop Stuart Broad from the first test match. England lose. And then he'll come back into the side and he'll be so angry. Um, he'll, we'll, uh, he'll win two or three test matches for England. Um, and England will win the Ashes. And then he'll be rubbish for the fifth test once he, he feels like he's done what he needed to do. This is why you don't work in cricket. You drop him for the test before the Ashes, John, so that you don't lose the first test against Australia, if that's what you're trying to do. Look, he's a quality bowler. No one's surprised. His batting was ridiculous. West Indies lost the plot a little bit there. We talked about yesterday, didn't we? Jason Holder's not the, you know, a brilliant um, strategic captain. He doesn't always understand these sorts of things. He's got incredible patience and a great leader of men. And, you know, we seem to, quite often with captaincy, we, we kind of look at a player as a leader from ex- by example, or we look at them as a tactician, we don't look at the fact that there's actually just many different factors that, that come in. And, and I think we saw, you know, some shortcomings of him. as a, He just seemed confused with Broad and Bess out there what to do at times there. So I think, uh, you know, we saw that. And then he came out and bowled well. To be honest, Mark Wood would have bowled well today. Um, uh, Ollie Rayner would have bowled well today. Uh, who else is in the team? Who's the new guy? Robinson would have bowled well. Jamie Porter would have bowled well. I think there was a lot. England have a lot of good seam bowlers that would have liked those conditions against that batting lineup today. To be to be fair, but yeah, I think that you know the story is that they keep dropping him. I I think Harbhajan Singh is the only other player that I can think of with over 400 Test wickets who's not an automatic selection for his team. And part of that is that Harbhajan Singh and Stuart Broad have played a million Tests. They they're not auto, you know they're not all time greats because they wouldn't be dropped if they were all time greats. They're players who are sort of really really good and perhaps greats for their country. But there are weaknesses within their games. There are you know. Um, uh, problems within their games doesn't mean, but doesn't mean that they accidentally took 400 Test wickets either. So he, you know he's such an interesting player, uh, Stuart Broad. At this point, the other side of that is West Indies. I think their batting has been flattered at times in this series. I think that they are, you know, I, I disagree with why Jason Holder made the decision he did to bowl first. But as you said at the top, you, you can understand why he knows how how they're batting. I mean, Shane Dowrich was a potential to bat at six in this series. He really was. They thought about it. I, I know they did. He's now batting at eight, and he looks a couple of spots too high. Um, it's, uh, you, know, you know, Blackwood gets all this credit for the, the streaky innings he played early on. 
We know that Blackwood's never going to average more than 40 in first-class cricket. We Sorry, in test cricket. We know that Ross and Chase is going to struggle to average over 40 in test cricket. Uh, and these are your number five and six. They're batting in the cushy spots. So you look up in the order and you've got someone like Brooks who looks a player but isn't going to make any runs at the moment but hopefully develops a little bit. You look at Campbell who looks a player but has never made any runs in his first-class career, realistically. He just doesn't make hundreds, if, if I remember his, his record correctly. Shy Hope, who hasn't made any runs since the last time he was in England. Craig Brathwaite, who has incredible patience. And you just hope that one day it all comes together for him. But again, he's never consistently made a large volume of, of test match runs. And these are the frontline guys, you know, the backup guys. And, you know, there, there are very few players out there. I mean, we don't know what um, uh, Silver is going to do. We don't know what Puran is going to do. I mean, Nicholas Puran is maybe the best natural batting talent, I think, of maybe what is it, 25 and under out there in international cricket at the moment. There might be some better ones in, you know, domestic cricket coming through. But, in you know, as far as what we have seen, he's played three first-class cricket, uh, three first-class games uh, through a, a cavalcade of West Indian stuff-ups, realistically. It's, it's not, you know, him and Hetmeyer, I don't know if we'll ever see the most out of either of them in Test Match Cricket. Not to mention that probably their best First-class test batsman is Darren Bravo, and he's not here. Uh, unfortunately, these sorts of things just keep happening to the West Indies, and today they went up against an angry Stuart Broad, but realistically, Wokes could have taken a bunch of wickets today. Joffre could have taken a bunch of wickets today. Anderson could have taken a bunch of wickets today. Uh, they're unfortunately not quite good enough, and they were found out a little bit today. Hopefully, they, you know, they're not duds. They're just not quite top-level test match batting lineup. And we've talked about this a lot, which talked about this with Joe Denley earlier in the series. If you are not a good test match batsman right at the moment, you are getting found out because every team has a multitude of bowling options to destroy you. What was the question? (laughs) Moment of the day. Well, my moment of the day came late in the day and uh, we have seen bowlers get the yips. I don't think I've ever seen a batsman get the yips, but... Shane Darich, we spoke about this yesterday, about that defining moment at the end of the first test when... He was given a torrid time as West Indies you know, got to their victory target. It was kind of overshadowed. But, of course, players do not forget this stuff. I mean, it was a little bit embarrassing because in this test match so far, we've seen him protected by his captain as wicketkeeper. And we've also seen him protected as captain as a batsman. Uh, you know, bad light came to his aid. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, it was horrifying. I think it's just just to say one thing, Josh Butler kept terribly um, today as well, you know. Uh, so we do know that these are tough conditions for wiki-keeping. Um, not that and ba- and the- batting. And batting, yeah, and let's bat- be honest as well. I mean, apart, and, and from, batting. apart from Jason Holder, and this showed up the folly of bringing in Cornwall for, um, for Joseph on this track because, you know, the problem Holder had was that he'd bowled Roach and Gabriel, who were supreme in that first hour and then they were knackered and he didn't have anything bar himself if he'd had joseph you would have you you got to think that maybe england scored 310 i'm not saying they're going to win the game but they don't score 369 and and it's game over so yeah no i think you're right so if we go back to dowrich for a minute you it was a it's a bad test for keeping because butler hasn't looked much better than he did to be fair uh 
Hoda has gone up in the order. And as I said, he wasn't far away from batting six on the, in this series. They really thought about it because they wanted Cornwall at eight, Holder at seven. It's, I think it was Holder at the time who didn't want that to happen. You've then got the fact that he had to bat at the, in the dark because it was quite dark and the ball's nipping around. And you look, and, and you've got a 90 mile an hour uh, quick in the opposition. You've also got Wokes is not far off 90 miles as well. Broad is a tall bowler. Everything is sort of stacked against Dowridge. But I think I have seen the batsmen get the yips before. I think, you know, if you think back to Jonathan Trott, there seems to be an almost a Jonathan Trott style, a mental thing with this now, where Dowridge's head is just not where it needs to be. The technical flaw was already there. It's just been ripped open. And the, the problem for the West Indies is that Dowridge over the last two years has been almost their best batsman. The average 40 over the last two years coming in, in into this series and if, if this is, a, a, you know, a, an open wound that he can't fix, that's a huge problem for them. Shai Hope, who hasn't made any runs, is going to have to wicket-keep and bat at six. Shai Hope can't really keep and hasn't been batting very well either. Um, but that's where they are now. And it was, it was horrendous to watch. That one shot where his leg was going in one direction, his bat was going in another direction, his head was turning around, uh, it went over, over the gully. It was, it was terrible to watch. It was, um, we've all remember that Robin Smith uh, against the, the <laughs> West Indies back in the day, the way, you know, he jerked his head back as the ball comes up towards it. He sticks his hand in the air. It was, it was like Mark Butcher, um, a right-handed Mark Butcher at Sabina Park in 1998. It was all of that rolled into one and the ball didn't get up over waist height. And mm. somehow he still managed to fence it over gully. Uh, incredible moment um, uh, for all the wrong reasons. Shot of the day. Well, my shot of the day was going to be Dowrich. Um, <laughs> but we can't talk about Dowrich again because uh, we're going to speak about Dowrich a bit later. Uh, shot of the day. I mean, to be honest, I'm struggling to think of many because I'm not going to put any of Stuart Broad's shots in there. <laughs> and it's been a bowler-dominating uh, batsman kind of day. Just Butler played a pull shot early on that you just know... It- even even though I, I didn't, wasn't that impressed with the way he batted when the pressure was on in this test. Um, but you know from that one pull shot at that moment that he is uh, going to get another test, even if he fails in the, in the next innings. It was so brilliant. But also Jason Holder towards the end of the day, it's dark. He's got no batsman left to bat with him. He plays just a beautiful straight drive. It's actually quite hard to play a straight drive, I think, in that position just because your team's falling around around you the ball's swinging uh you're on the back foot a little bit i think and then to be able to hit such a beautiful straight drive those are the two shots that stand out for me on the day yeah i remember blackwood hit a a really nice straight drive but then he was out trying to hit a straight drive and it just it just negated the earlier effort ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Ball of the day. I thought Kamar Roach and Shannon Gabriel, I thought, where have you guys been? You were missing for a session. You were kind of both missing for a bit of the second test. But, I mean, they were almost unplayable at times today. Yeah, there was a ball that I think the best ball I saw was I think Gabriel went past Josh Butler, went past the outside edge and he missed off stump. And I thought... People are going to go, oh, Butler struggling with the new ball again here, which, to be fair, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to be the leader of that choir. Um, uh, I, what's the person who leads the choir? The guy with the flappy hands? The composer? No. What's the, the guy? guy? The guy at the front of the choir. Where's my wife? Conductor. 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 I may be the conductor of that choir. You can go, just de- uh, delete all the bit where I could remember what a conductor uh, was. I could. will definitely do that, front. Jared. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh but that particular ball is, it was just un- completely unplayable. I mean, he, Gabriel, for what, about 15 balls, bowled some of the best deliveries you will see in Test cricket. He should have had Butler LBW. He completely all over Oli Pope. He had him dropped before he had him out. Just incredible, incredible bowling for a, a bit there. But that one to Butler where he missed the top of off stuff, it was fast. It was angled in. It left the bat. Forget about it. There were some um, beautiful deliveries from Anderson. Uh, the dismissal mm. of Hope, classic outswinger from Anderson. We've seen that a, a million times. But, you know, pitchers in line, it, it, the batsman has to play at it. You know the rest. And then Brooks comes in and he's obviously wary about the outswinger. So then Anderson delivers a, a delivery that seems in to the batsman and he takes the inside edge. But for me, the the ball of the day, and I remember a tale... I can't remember who it was. I can't remember the batsman. It might have been Gary Kirsten. I can't quite remember. But you told me a story about a guy that was facing a bowling machine and basically couldn't hit the ball over 80 miles an hour. Uh, basically, because batsmen need to get cues from the bowler. Mm. You know, whether it's going to be a short delivery, a fast ball, you know, an effort ball. Um, obviously, the way the, ball, the, the ball's been handled, yada, yada. But Joffrey Archer, the dismissal of Campbell... Um, it was a, sh- a back of a length delivery, which kind of spat up and he gloved it to gully. And it was completely, you just don't know as a batsman what is coming. 
when you're facing Archer. So for me, um, that was one of the balls of the... Well, there were quite a few good balls of the day today. That was certainly one that stuck in mind. Very quick story on that. It, it's interesting. It hasn't come up in this test yet, but they have been talking about that a lot. Um, NASA talked about when, you, when you're facing Devin Malcolm, if he flicked his wrist back, you could see he was going to bowl a bouncer. And a lot of bowlers have... The, the tells that they have are on their bouncers. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think it's Michael Holding used to start off a different foot when he bowled his bouncer. And it was Sunil Gavaskar who noticed this and passed it on to the Indian team, which doesn't help most batsmen because you have to be Sunil Gavaskar to really really notice that in the first place and then to be able to continually notice it. But it is a a thing. Jofra Archer, I know some of the Australian players passed on messages of, we can't tell at all what he's going to do. And they, Sky kept showing it in super slow motion. You, you know, it is so hard if there is not even the hint that he's changing his action to be able to, to face that kind of a bowler. Lol of the day. Are you going back to Derek? I mean, okay. is that funny? Yeah, well, there was a, a moment. It was the second ball of Archer's over late in the day. And Jason Holder steered it down to third man. And it had three written all over it. And instead they took two. And I was watching and I thought to myself, surely he's not shielding Dowrich from Archer. And, you know, when you're just thinking something and I thought, and I thought I might mention that on the podcast. And then Sir Andrew Strauss mentioned exactly the same thing on Sky. And I thought, blimey, (laughs) you know, that's pretty bad. Um, and then, of course, all the other stuff happened that we saw. And then you think, oh, that's why he's shooting Dowrich for a march. He's actually I mean, right really, to do it. For those who don't know, Jason Holder and, and Dowrich are school friends. And, uh, you know, they go back a long way, know each other really well. They're very, very close. I'll be honest. I'd be shocked tomorrow if Jason Holder doesn't try and pre- pretend um, that he's batting at whatever end Dowrich is supposed to be batting at times. Or just maybe just take guard up three metres in front of Dowrich and try and defend the ball before it gets to Dowrich. I mean, it's got to those sort of farcical levels at this point, hasn't it? It's, uh, look, it is a shame, uh, but we have talked about Dowrich a lot. But it is a shame, but we have talked about him a lot. Anodyne press conference moment of the day. Let's hear what England's Stuart Broad had to say. Our number one aim tomorrow has to be to try and bowl the, the West Indies out so we have an option of a follow-on because that means we've bowled really well. Uh, I don't know what we'd do with a follow-on, um, but if we, if we could get those five wickets quickly in the first hour and a half, then we'd still have four relatively fresh seamers and, and Bessie to come into the game. It'd be an interesting decision. What is going to happen tomorrow? Oh, I mean... I can't imagine this is a. I, I can't imagine this is an ideal situation for Raheem Cornwall to come out and get his uh, maiden Test hundred. Uh, <laughs> Dowrich probably isn't going to last much longer. I would assume that they will knock them off uh, quite easily. And being the way that modern teams play, and the fact that it's third straight Test, even if it isn't the third straight Test for any of the bowlers of any of the England, Dom, Dom Bess is maybe the only bowler who's bowled um, in three in, in all three. But with Pakistan coming up. I would assume that England would go out and make a quick 200 runs, 150 runs, um, and get this over with, give themselves a few days off if they can in that way. There's no way that West Indies will be able to chase over 400 runs. Uh, I'm not sure they'll be able to chase over 200 the way that they're currently looking. Um, And with this bowling attack, I mean, it's, it's probably worth saying that this is about as strong a bowling attack as England can 
can master. I mean, they're, you know, in home conditions, you know, you probably bring bring Moeen in or Jack Leach in um, to strengthen the spin bowling a little bit. But you've got four international quality bowlers, uh, you know, two all-time England greats, Joffre Archer, who knows where he can go. Chris Wokes is one of the best bowlers in England conditions. Uh, it's an incredible bowling attack, really. It has weakened the batting, obviously, as, as we saw. Luckily for them, Broad stood up. But there's no way that West Indies should be able to handle this. I can't see them going for to enforce the follower. Um, but uh, in, in a normal situation with a month's break, I think they would have. Yeah, there was a discussion and I was quite surprised to hear Ian Ward at NASA and I think possibly also Atherton saying that they would expect or indeed they would do, um, they would enforce a follow-on. So much time left in the game. I know that there's some bad weather forecasts, but there was today. It's the only way West Indies can ever get ahead in this game. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. Even if they don't enforce a follow-on, they fall 10, 20 short. I think England go into bat again. And, uh, you know, three full days. If you think about it, three full days of cricket to, rem- to go. There's plenty of time. So I, I can see uh, early wickets. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, West Indies do go past the follow-on target. They're only 33 runs away. You They're know, not that far. Yeah, Corm- that's three sixes for Cornwall. Jason exactly. Holder, you know, does the other end. Kimar Roach can bat, don't forget, as well. Like, he can hang around if, if Cornwall or Holder, or even D- if Darich can get past. Well, Darich one. isn't going to try and block it out, is he? So it's going to be, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's just going to be hell for leather. Darich will just blaze away. Once he goes, Holder will do the same. I, I see West Indies game past a follow-on a follow on target, and then a little bit of a boring day's play. Um, you know, maybe a bit of rain involved. And did, then, you, did you play many um, computer cricket games? No. Because, the, the, I mean, this is that third innings. Of what, if England do go out and bat, that is the innings that when you're playing computer games, you always generate. You never play out that innings. There is, it's absolutely pointless to go play out that innings. But unfortunately, in real life, there is no generate button. No, and this is the thing. When people talk about what is the worst thing in cricket and... Those who don't know anything about cricket always say, how can you play for five days and then still draw? I look at them and, you know, I've heard that said so many times. That's that's so far away from what is the worst thing in cricket. (laughs) The worst thing in cricket is irrelevant runs. And I fear we're going to see a lot of irrelevant runs in the next 24 hours. But hey, I have been wrong before. Uh, Maybe I'll be wrong again. Uh, Jared, that's... All I was going to say is, is the third innings the most irrelevant innings? For another time, John, for another time. We can discuss at length if it rains all day (laughs) on day three. That would be the podcast. Uh, Jared, thanks for your time. Uh, Myself and Jared will be back after day three, whether it's a day full of irrelevant runs or a day full of rain. Uh, But for now, that's it. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast on either Acast, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.